Hello, and welcome to the Vergecast, the flagship podcast of Verge.com, a website about your life. Yeah, is that what it's stuff. about? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's about how we live, how we talk, how we breathe. I was wondering why you guys had those pictures of me. I'm Neil Patel, the host <laughs> of the Vergecast uh, and founder of a small vodka label called Scissor Vodka. Cut through the night. Cut through the night. Paul Miller's here. Hello. Hey, Paul. Let's go, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Dieter Bone on the phone. What? That's a rhyme. What do you want? <laughs> Dieter's angry. <laughs> Dieter's been in a real mood lately. <laughs> Ashley Carmen is here. Hello. Ashley was sternly instructed to, quote, bring the heat. <laughs> so, and I, I used the fire emoji. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot, of, a lot of promises from Ashley. We'll see how that goes. But I, I, expect, I expect this to be a very warm podcast indeed. I don't know what that means. Look, it's been a weird week. Um, I would say slow week, but full of moderate scale controversies, opinions. Well, it's a slow week or it's the hottest week, depending on how much you care about prosumer camera gear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The answer is so much, Paul. <laughs> I knew it. But it's also the week people got their iPhone 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of sort of early reactions. Uh, let's just get into it. Dieter, you you reviewed iOS 10. I did. I would say four to five days late, but you yeah. did it. Yes. <laughs> uh, you got it out there. Uh, we actually, we did wait a minute on it because iOS 10, I think it's great, but the real thing with it is that apps can now plug into so many different parts of the operating system. And Dieter very cleverly gave himself a longer deadline because we, he was waiting for apps to update so he could like use the whole thing. So, Dieter, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Uh, I think it's pretty great. Um, I think that I wanted to wait for useful apps in iMessage and in Siri, and uh, I was not rewarded for waiting. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Like You can call an Uber from Siri. Some of the stickers in iMessage are cool. The, the more interesting thing is like the fact that they exist in the abstract that these apps no longer have to live just inside their icons. But like the big three things to know about, well, the big three things about in terms of where apps live is they can be inside iMessage and do things to make it look like a, I think I called it a phantasmagoria. It's just too much for me. They just, they just learned a lot from Snapchat. <laughs> they can be in Siri, but only certain cat- categories and classes of apps. And I would say about half the time you're using Siri, you're talking to Siri, and then it's like, you need to finish this in the app. It's like, okay, well, why didn't I just open the freaking app in the first place? And then they're again in widgets, which were there in iOS 9, but they were like hidden off in a corner of the OS. But now they're like, you swipe left from the home screen, they're there. You swipe left from the lock screen, they're there. You swipe left from the notification screen, and they're there. And as a person who has been trying to make widgets or home screen widgets useful in my life since, I kid you not, like 2003, deep in my heart, I want widgets to be a thing. I want them to matter. I want people to use them. I want them to be useful. I know that that's never going to come true (laughs) uh, because they never have. But like, I still believe. I'm sorry. Are you a confabulator? user were you no, a confabulator that's, that's, user that's like isn't that the predecessor I, to yeah that's like the, yeah the it was, widget it was the third Daddy. thing that apple ever sherlocked Do you yeah remember this? oh they didn't buy it no it. do you oh. know about sherlocking ashley Mm-mm. so in the like the early 2000s apple had this long history of coming out with new versions of the operating system and the, hot, oh, the mac operating oh the system. mac yeah which is mac the, os mac os and the hot new feature would always be 
they would like go and look at all the third party utilities and like pick one they liked, not buy it, copy it, and roll it out. So there was one called Watson, which everybody loved, and Apple released one called Sherlock. Oh, it was called Watson. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And the poor guy is like made Watson was like, well, well fuck you guys. <laughs> and Apple's like, yeah, it just happens. And then. Confabulator was a whole widget platform that people loved, mm-hmm. and Apple rolled yeah. out Dashboard and just killed Confabulator. Oh. Yeah, like down, and like they just, they've done it over and over and over again. Wow. Uh, Yahoo, Yahoo bought Confabulator. Yes, Yahoo bought Confabulator. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, Confabulator users, uh, your email's been hacked. <laughs> yeah. So, bad choice. <laughs> Should have let the Watson flow over you. <laughs> or, sorry, the Sherlock. <laughs> Uh, anyway. The other problem I have with OS X is oh, it's not a problem. The, all that other stuff is great. Uh, the problem is like the interaction model for notifications is just broken. It's just fundamentally broken. You have to like three D touch everything now, um, and like the swiping does different things depending if you're on the notification panel or if you're on the lock screen. And you never can tell if you've got a million notifications which one of those you're in. So you like start swiping on a notification, nothing will happen. You don't know why. I don't understand why Apple can't just steal this one thing from Android and just make the notifications consistent. That's all I want. Yes. Yeah. Whenever I get a notification and move or touch my finger to that notification, I want it to do the same thing all the time. Is that too much to ask? I have a short-term memory for interface conventions, so, but I know that everything I try to do in iOS 10 is wrong. So I know yep. I must have been trained by iOS 9 to do a different thing, but I don't remember what it is. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I keep on dismissing them. You just have the 3D or, touch on everything. Yeah. I don't know how just, the 3D you just, you just gotta, You have to push really hard. Yeah, just from now on, the rule for iOS 10 is just push really hard on everything <laughs> all the time. <laughs> just, just jam your finger into that screen. Jam your finger onto the home button on your iPhone 7. Just That's a pro tip. Just get really, really aggressive with the thing, and you'll be fine. I feel like 3D Touch didn't go off. So I got to say, first of all, I think iOS 10 is way better than iOS 9. It's super polished in it, so many yeah. ways. It makes a lot of sense. I like the iMessage stuff, but mostly because I control Dieter just at a level <laughs> that no one, no one previously thought possible. Um, it's like all that's fun and it's great and it's like good to see them open up, but the the 3D touch it just feels like it didn't go off last year. No app developers really got into it, so Apple was like, "We're going to force people to know it's there." Yep, by hiding shit in it, mm-hmm. and it just ugh. like the bad. fact that you can maybe this is good. Maybe people do this all the time. Maybe I'm just crazy. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you can now 3D touch any icon on the home screen, and one of the options is always share this app. Yeah. And then you can share a link to the app. It's like, no, I'm never going to share Instagram with anyone. They already have it. I'm never, ever going to share fucking messages. Like, oh, no, no but you got, that's, no. You, you got, that's the only way you can get people to use Allo with you, man. I just, it's just so silly. It's like, I don't know. It just feels like they, they need it to do something. So they tried, you know, there was like a team that was like the 3D touch team. You know, they weren't getting enough love. Yeah. And it's like, let's add pressure sensitivity to anything. And they walked <laughs> around all the rooms on campus and they're like, hey, what happens when you when you push hard on the screen in your app? And they were like, nothing. And they're like, name a feature of your app. And they're like, I don't know, sharing. And like, yeah, that one. Like, <laughs> what? No, no, wait, no. <laughs> So it's, what, it's right click. The fa- I mean, yeah, it is right click. The one thing I like it for is podcasts. Yeah. It basically shows like the four most recent podcasts. Mm-hmm. I, this is my first 3D touch phone. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. Oh, you've got the seven. Oh, that's another yeah. place where widgets can show wait, up wait, is wait, under wait, 3D wait, touch. Wait, everyone. Wait. Everyone, let's stop. Okay. 
I didn't see this before. Paul picked up his phone. He's sitting on a table. He's you know 90 degrees from me at a small circular table. Yeah. His phone was sitting on the table. I saw it there. I didn't realize this. Paul went to pick up his phone to begin you know, exploring 3D touch and revealed that he has just left the headphone dongle plugged into it. <laughs> just no headphones, just the fucking dongle. I look at one. It looks so wrong. <laughs> Gross. Every argument I've ever made about this thing is <laughs> exemplified in that moment. Um, it's not. It's, is it fine? It's probably fine. You know what's not fine? Yeah. Is that T-Mobile hasn't figured out how to activate. T-Mobile really wanted me to buy the iPhone 7 from T-Mobile. Yeah. And I went along with their plan. <laughs> I was like, okay, T-Mobile, if you think you got this, oh, we got this. So they sent me one in the mail after I paid for it, and it came to my house with a SIM already in it, and I can get phone calls on it, yeah. can make phone calls on it, but I can't, the data is not activated. I think it might have something to do with, because they all simultaneously put me on this new plan. Yeah, it's, it's unlimited very data, confusing. Paul. If you can figure out how to use it, you'll have all the <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's their trick. Man, if we don't let them use any data, we can call it unlimited. <laughs> No limits. Be free to do nothing. Uh, but this is just this is just like my personal. Pl- I haven't like found other people talking about this. It's just like my special cursed gadget hell that I always find some way to make something not work. But that's why you're here. Yeah. I thought we it's, were going to not talk about the headphone jack. I'm not the one who leaves his dongle plugged in. <laughs> it's, just, it's so sad. He's just like waving it. He's hanging. Anyway. Oh my God. They should make like a like a wallet chain, but it's a headphone jack dongle slash chain. And then you could like have it looped around, you know, like your wallet. Like, Actually, if I feel if there's ever a time for you to bring the heat, it's in response to the wallet chain <laughs> iPhone case idea. I'm telling you, man. Bring it back. I mean, I'm just going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I need to say anything. Else. <laughs> I didn't say it was a good idea. I just said that they should do it. So mm. iOS 10, we, we got we to stick to We did the phone forever last week. Yeah. iOS 10, did you have any other big thoughts? Like the fact that they're breaking down the walls of their various things, well, but they're not letting you set a default email. Yes, app. exactly. Like you want to, like you want to use the iPad Pro as your main computer. And the thing that holds you back is like there are things like deep into the OS that like you can do on a Mac that you can't do on an iPad or you can do on Windows that you can't do in an iPad. And sometimes you don't want to do that stuff and that's fine. But like having the option every now and then is actually kind of important. And rather than just like saying, okay, we figured out the security model. We're going to open this stuff up for power users. Apple is just like opening tiny little doors. It's like, you, you guys know what an advent calendar is? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, it's the advent calendar. And then every every day leading up to the day when iOS is actually useful, Apple lets you open up one more door to get a little chocolate of usability. And, uh, you know, we're on, we're finally now on like, I don't know, December 17th of the advent calendar. And we've just hopefully got just a few more days, uh, aka years to uh, to have it be on par in terms of like the flexibility you actually need from your primary computer. Basically, all I want to know is I don't use Siri. Should I be using Siri? No. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, really, no. Yeah, I didn't think it would change my life at all. I try to use Siri a lot. Like, I want it, I want it to work. Mm-hmm. It never works. The best it can do, the best use for Siri is when you, if you know Siri can't answer your question, it is a slightly faster way to search the web. I, I like it for alarms. Last uh, last night, my, my phone was out of arm's reach. So I said, hey, Siri, set an alarm for 7 a.m. 
and then I slept in. I think your phone just. <laughs> if you use um, like I, Apple, I tried to do that so that everybody's phones would go. Yours uh, did. No one else's. <laughs> sorry. If you use oh, Apple it's reminders, it's voice good. Printed. Uh, but I don't. If you use like sometimes it's okay for like setting calendar stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I use it in the car. That's it. Yeah, I tried to make it call me an Uber yesterday. But Wait. Uber has the continual problem of not actually knowing where I am. Yes, so allowing the robot to just ask a car to go somewhere, right? Somewhat at random. I not, can't. Not I can't. For me. My my phone thinks that I live where I used to live like five years ago, and I can't find the one setting that tells <laughs> my phone that your home. where I actually live. <laughs> so I definitely would not trust it for Uber. But wait, with this new <laughs> app integration, Dieter. Can you s- make Siri add reminders to a different thing? Because no. that would be great. I, mean, I, I use reminders. You're, that would be really nice. Not, it, of them, it does not it? do that. Um, all of these intelligent assistants, the only one that's actually open is Alexa. Everything else is super locked down and you got to like form a partnership. Right. Siri is slightly more open in that they have an API for different apps to talk to it, but they're only allowing certain categories of apps. And that would be right. calls, messaging. Payments, photos, ride-sharing apps, CarPlay stuff. Uh, so, like, you can tell it to turn the heat down in your car and uh, workout apps. But like, so we got to wait to open a few more advent calendar doors right. to get reminders integration. Right, which is like. I don't know. Fine, but also I don't know. It's app. It's super Apple. It's different from Apple in the past. Right. They're not like way locked down, but it's still like you got to wait for permission from Apple to do the thing that you want to do in, on your computer rather than just doing the thing you want to do on your computer. Yeah, I just want to say my least favorite yeah. part of iOS is that I always have a bunch of notifications on my lock screen, and I used to be able to just clear like a couple, and then all of them would clear, and now I have to go through all of them manually. No, do you have it? Which phone do you have? Um, iOS six or the six yeah. S. Oh, just hold the button. You then. force force touch the, the X. X at the top, and you can you get a clear all button. I'm telling you, can't believe you weren't force touching. All you have to do in iOS to ten is just, touch just push shit really no. hard. <laughs> but wait, but when I force touch, I thought it gives me the reply. No, force touch the no, X. No, no, the X. Oh, the X. Yeah, yeah. So you okay. hold the X down. Maybe we should true. do like like a like some service. Wait, now I'm like some service. Is this hold, what? Oh, go ahead. Hold on, let me make sure that's true. Like a little how-to yeah. guide. Does that work? Yeah, it works. Wait, 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 wait. It's like, here's how to use iOS 10. It's like, you're pushing this hard, and it's a little image that shows how many pressure, how much pressure. Yeah. But you can set it's adjustable. Um, What's the metric for pressure? But if I'm just on the lock. Okay. Is that yeah, which is, you know, really, really, like, yeah. metaphorically rich. Yeah. You got to, like, up your, <laughs> up your Newtons. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Casey. This is all just going to go back. I was talking about the PDA. Yeah, the Newton message pad. I was thinking of just Casey Casey dropping the hammer. (laughs) But that's not immediately what you think of when you hear Newton's of Force. Casey's forthcoming rap album, (laughs) Dropping the Hammer, lead single, Newton's of Force. Newton's of Force. Let's talk about Sierra. So I installed Sierra today and then immediately got an email from our studio IT team saying, don't install Sierra, you'll break the TerraBlock. The TerraBlock is a video storage solution that we have. But I don't use it right? because I mostly just type into Twitter. But I, didn't, I, didn't, I installed it. I have Siri on this thing now. Hey, could you copy and paste something real quick? It doesn't work. I haven't, I haven't gotten it to work. Dieter, have you gotten universal copy and paste to work? No, I'm, I am refusing to install Sierra because my favorite Mac utility, Carabiner with a K, which lets you remap the caps lock key to any button you want, doesn't work yet. Ooh, you gotta wait yeah. for it. That is so hyper specific. Wait, you need a special utility to do that? Yeah. Yes. I feel like I do that from my system preferences. You feel like that, but you're wrong. 
my <laughs> caps, feelings my are caps wrong, lock Paul. is oh maybe to make it a key command. Yeah, well, I, I have it. Lo- I have it mapped to F uh, seventeen, which doesn't exist on a keyboard, but F seventeen launches Alfred. Uh, Dieter has deep yeah. thoughts about the caps lock key and its yeah, I have it. overall utility. Okay, yeah, you can. If you haven't been around for the past five years. You, you, <laughs> you can switch this, it but... to to control option or command or caps lock. So I have it set as control. Okay, but you can't do magical imaginary function keys. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I mean this computer is this this particular MacBook Pro is dying so hard that I was like, you know what, I can't make it worse. Right. I would say it's it's moderately better, but it is very much. I mean, we've talked about the Mac on the show so many times. There's just nothing happening here. Like adding Siri to this and some tiled windows. It's oh. it's very much like using the web browser and Slack and yeah. Twitter app on well, the Mac. Well, so Jake wrote the before. review for for it, and uh, his thoughts uh, actually uh, lined up really well with what I thought in the preview, which is that Siri's the like least interesting part of it. The most interesting part is that they basically brought iDisk back, and uh, although it's been buggy for people, the dream of like regular normals being able to have their desktop and documents folder magically synced to the cloud is like a really good idea. Hopefully, they can like nail the implementation a little bit better. That's like cool. I mean, I will say that the first thing that happened when I installed Sierra on this Mac and it rebooted, a window popped up that said, would you like to sync your desktop and documents folder to the cloud? And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. I'll be able to look at all the screenshots on my desktop from my phone. And then I said, okay. And then it said, syncing 48 gigs of stuff. And I was like, I don't, I don't need my desktop in the cloud right now. Like, you know what? Yeah. Don't need that. And you got to pay for that, too. It's, yeah, I mean, and of course, I'm like... Look, if you have a medium good internet service and you'd like eight bucks a month, I'm your guy because I'll just sign up for it and forget about it. Right. It happens with, I think I'm paying for Title still, the last Title customer, Neil Patel. <laughs> uh, um, wait, Ashley, I forgot to ask you is iMessage blowing up your world? Uh, not at all. Really? Really? I was so excited about it, and none of my friends care. Yeah. And none of them are even using any of the features. We use GIFs occasionally. Yeah. I'm the one in my group of friends who's just like, lasers! <laughs> Every message I lasers! Think it's because everything is the forced touch. Yeah. And it's like, who wants to do that? Well, no, it's just a, the Well, for the up. effects. Right. Like, I don't want... Uh, and to react to something, you have to force touch on them. Like, it's just too much. Yeah. I don't want to go through those steps. But the stickers are great. The stickers are great. Especially Dami stickers. <laughs> Did she make a sticker pack? Yeah. What? Me and Paul got exclusive previews. What? We're in the beta for Dami's sticker Dami pack. Dami made a sticker. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. It's all happening. Uh, yeah. It's this is why you listen to Vergecast. <laughs> so you can buy our products and services. And in I don't want to blow up her spot. But it got rejected from the app. <laughs> what? Really? Wait, what? Why? <laughs> Why? No, so makes I the know. Maybe I have to edit all of this out of the podcast. No. Because uh, she said it as four plus, and one of the stickers says IDGAF. Oh, my God. Come on. Are you kidding? That's what she, that's her theory. Man. Uh, the wow. apple said profanity. I mean, it technically is one. And they took like a week to review that. There was a meeting. I'm sure there's like a lot of stickers. There was a meeting. They, they put up a sticker. Let's talk about Such good stickers. They keynote. Do you think that stands up. for fudge? <laughs> and like, there's like a judge. <laughs> it's like, no, no, I overruled. She, I wish there was oh an app man, store. Oh man, I feel bad for Donald. You know, Apple's show, Planet of the Apps, should be App should Store. Be an app store it should be App Court. Oh my That's god, so smart. And it's just rejected wow. app developers going in front of Phil Schiller, Ooh. who's dressed in like a wig and judges. Do you robes? think Phil yes. Schiller should be and Judge Wapner Wap- though? Who should who should the Wapner of App App Court be? It's got it's got to be Schiller. That's what I'm saying. But like in a long wig. Wait, and, and then there should be the be bailiff. Like, <laughs> yeah, see, Wait. it's all coming together <laughs> for you, then, isn't it? And then there's like shady behind the scenes dealings where first party developers at Apple <laughs> get stuff into because <laughs> yeah. they're like, 
the, trading favors. Yeah, like Miyamoto is like, what if I had my own App Store page? It just said notify instead of buy. <laughs> and was like, meet me in the parking lot. <laughs> That's yeah. so annoying because every time I open the App Store now, it's like Mario Run. It's a f- best new app. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they released it. I've fallen for it three times. I've signed just for notification three times. Because <laughs> what if this is the time? What if they forgot to notify me? Is it ever the time? Well, apparently not. Wait, so, Ashley, what's your messaging app of choice? Oh, I use Message. Yeah, like but you I just don't use any of the effects. No. I'm going to hit you with some lasers. <laughs> once once you, like, really understand what lasers is and what it's for, it I've kind of changes your I've tried to get my entire... friends to use it. Like, I'll do it to them, because I'm like, do it back. I want to see what it looks like. <laughs> and then they don't. And I'm like, that was the whole point. Yeah. No one's ever even tried it. I did find a use for, there's the one that, like, lands the thing and it shivers. Oh, yeah. And my friend told me that he was like going on a second date with a girl, and I was like, "Ooh!" And I did that, and I like shivered on the screen, and he was like, "I hate you," because <laughs> it, it 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 completely encapsulated the like '90s teen show. Like, Ooh. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why why aren't there taptic engine uh, iMessage effects where you can just buzz them? Where it could like have oh, special t- buzzes on the messages? Or like a knock? Uh, do you know what my favorite Taptic Engine gimmick is right now? That- it's so stupid. It's the Breathe app on the oh watch that reminds you to breathe. Uh-huh. When it's telling you to inhale, it like it taps you ever faster to make it feel like the watch is expanding. Yeah, only, only that you does breathe. not sound okay. relaxing okay. at okay, all. Okay, okay. I bet that sounded great. <laughs> <laughs> So two other Apple things, and we should move on. Actually, they're the same thing, but in different ways. Apple rumored to buy McLaren, the super car company. The super car company, but mm. also a super car company. Mm. Um, and Apple rumored to buy Lit Motors, uh, like a motorcycle self-balancing startup. That'd be cool. The car stuff just kind of kind of They're buying it. some AI stuff, too. McLaren denied it, but they the tense was weird, so it was like they denied. They're like, we haven't had any talks today. <laughs> I just want it to be true. Yeah. I just like, there's a part of me that like, man, if I had that cash, I'd be buying a lot of companies. Yeah. So it's just like, please, Apple, let me live vicariously through you where I can buy McLaren in a fantasy world. (laughs) Uh, We did, um, Jordan Golson did a great story for us. It was like, this makes perfect sense. And like a lot of it makes perfect sense. Like McLaren is super high end material science people. They're obviously great at building cars. They like, they're deep in carbon fiber and surfaces and control engineering, like all this. And the last one was like, and their office was designed by the same architects as Apple's office. And you know, that one's like on Tim Cook's list. He's like, Ooh, (laughs) we won't even have to change the furniture. (laughs) (laughs) Just move right in. Anyway, that stuff's happening. I don't, we can speculate, but the Apple car stuff continues to be hot. Even face of reports kind of earlier this month that they were rebooting the project, but it's out there. It's some news. I'm going to read an ad. And then I actually do want to talk about Photokina. And I know Ashley some hot fire about printed photos to talk about. So it's such hot fire. If you're looking for a professional vector design app, you should take a look at Autodesk Graphic. Graphic is a full-featured app for making icons, illustrations, UI, and UX design, and everything else you'd expect in a professional vector design app. You can open, edit, and save raster or vector images, layered Photoshop or Illustrator files, CSS, SVG, PDF, any other file format you can think of. You can open an AI file and export it to clean CSS code or web-ready SVG with just a few clicks. It's available on your Mac, on your phone, and even on your iPad, so you can design without compromise anywhere you go. And this iPad app isn't a companion app for the desktop version. It's fully featured design software that pros use to hand draw vector illustrations, create gorgeous logos, 
and mock up websites on the fly. So if you have an iPad Pro and Apple Pencil, Graphic is the vector design app you've been looking for to make your Pro the device you use for design work that you'd otherwise leave to your desktop. Graphic is the last 2D design app you'll ever need, and it's available for the price of a few decent stock photos. Just visit graphic.com to learn more about Autodesk Graphic or check it out on the App Store. And we're back. So Photokina happened. Mm-hmm. Vlad wrote a great piece for us. Um, Photokina, you know, it's, we go to a few of these smaller trade shows a year. This is usually a really fun one because cameras are fun and they're beautiful to look at and all that stuff. This one seemed really down. Really? There was like a big, you know, Fuji put out a crazy medium format digital back. Canon Rev the M series, which is their mirrorless thing, which is exciting because you, know, you can use the, the family of Canon lenses with it. But overall, very down. And, and Vlad's point was, look, there's only two companies that really make sensors, Canon and Sony. Everyone else is dependent on them. And f- smartphones are just generally getting so good that the entire bottom to middle of the market is getting eaten away. Well, oh, that's yeah. that, that um, bottom to middle but, thing has been going on for a while. With, I mean, the thing that I thought was really interesting is that the, the top end, like the pace of innovation, isn't happening at a place where there's any need to replace what you her- currently have. Yeah. I mean, I think there was there was the moment when smartphones ate the point and shoot and everybody wanted to buy either a cheap DSLR or a mirrorless rig. I certainly did. I suspect a lot of our listeners did that. And it was fun. It's like cool to carry on one of those like vintage rangefindery mirrorless rigs. And they are spectacularly beautiful things. So it was like fun to have them. But like, I don't know, the iPhone 7 Plus, that depth feature rolled out in the beta today. Wow. That's, it's so amazing. Yeah. Uh, you see them playing with it? Yeah. And Mark took a photo of me and I was just like, Damn. You're like, I look good. <laughs> yeah, like, wow, <laughs> I look great today. No, but I mean, I was just, I was blown away, actually. Two of our video people went outside, Andrew, went outside and shot test photos of Andrew and Bryant Park, and the cops They're, stopped them. Because, really? Because they brought a reflector. <laughs> And he thought it was like an illegal professional photo shoot. And they're like, no, it's just an iPhone. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, so, that, I mean, that looks really good. So, like, the improvement now is eating into the mirrorless rig. And also, there's no reason to buy a new mirror. If you bought a mirrorless camera three years ago, there's not much of a reason to buy a new one. Yeah. Right. I, I'm sure there was a point where, yeah, we already take photos. Like, what do you need more resolution for? Unless you're like, need to like crop way in on your photos or something like that. You don't, right. you don't need a ton more fidelity. I, I guess probably cameras are mostly. Man, I'm just making this up, but I would imagine <laughs> what they do is they steal your soul. <laughs> Cameras steal your I mean... soul is the problem. <laughs> Never look into the lens. <laughs> the, but the, the glass, the glass yeah. is the what? What is the? Why can't I think of the word? The bottleneck. The bottleneck. Hey, you, you want to start that sentence over, and we'll just edit this part. The out? glass is the bottleneck. God, that's so well said. You're <laughs> so eloquent. Because the sensors are amazing, um, and the camera will be like you know two thousand dollars, and it's like all the camera you'll ever need, yeah. right? Right. But then you need to spend fifteen thousand dollars on glass to really do the whole well. thing. Here are the things that would get me to buy. Uh, like if I were to buy, if I needed something like a DSLR, I would buy one that's a couple years old. Uh, if I were to want to buy something new, they'd either have to radically improve the connectivity, so I'm not dealing with like garbage, like get my phone to connect to the camera's Wi-Fi network. Maybe maybe Bluetooth next year will be better, but they need to like make the thing feel like it's connected to the internet in a much more tangible way than it is. But they haven't done that. Or, and the thing I'm actually waiting for is like these new medium format cameras, like they're getting close to feeling like a more traditional DSLR. And like, that is what I want. I, I like, that's why that, I think that Fuji is really interesting to me, but you know, it's like a pretty first gen, but like, 
I don't see any reason if the camera is not going to be radically connected to buy a new DSLR unless it is one of these medium formats. And like in a year or two, when they get like a little bit more mature, like that would be my reason to upgrade. Otherwise, I don't see the the value. Yeah, I think my, I was just looking. You know, when you up, there's like the new photos in iOS 10 and on Sierra. So like you know, whenever you like play with the photos app, you end up looking at old photos. And like five years ago. I took fewer photos, but they were all way better mm. because I was either going out with my Canon S series, which was like a really nice point and shoot, or I was taking my DSLR out. And now I just use my phone. So I take way more photos, but they're all of noticeably lower quality because I'm just like, I'll just taking a photo with my phone. And I used to have to think about it a little bit more. And like, I don't, I don't know if, how I feel about that trade-off at all. Like, I have so many better photos of vacations I took three years ago because I took all those photos on a D7000, which was a pain in the ass to take everywhere. But it was a tank, and so I actually stopped worrying about hurting it. But I took it everywhere, and it was a huge pain to lug it around, but I took better photos with it. And now I just, like, take my phone. And I have way more photos of all the vacations I've been on recently. I feel like that's how I feel with, like, film cameras, though. Yeah. Like, if I have a film camera or, like, a disposable even, I have to think about what I'm taking. And that Mm -hmm. adds some, like, levity to it. Yeah. Whereas I would never bring a big camera out on a vacation because I'm like, I have my phone. Like, I'll yeah. just shoot whatever. But if I have that film, something about the film will make me more. Yeah. Well, you have a whole riff about, like, printing Well, I'm more just and... in, like, who's buying cameras. Yeah. I, honestly, I'm serious. Because I don't know anyone who's bought a camera in really? the past. Not even, like, film cameras? I have a bunch of, like, already Brooklyn friends who have all bought silly film cameras in the past year or two. I mean, I know people bought, like, Instax. Right. I don't know anyone who bought a DSLR. Yeah. Or any nicer, like, point-and-shoot type camera. Right. But the insects thing is like really interesting because it's it's blown up. I see them everywhere. Yeah, no, that's what's cool. And that's what I was saying. Like, I wrote about two cameras, <laughs> one of which is like a joke, <laughs> the Michael Kors <laughs> Instax. But I feel like they speak to a trend of like maybe it's just consumer like like minded consumers like me who are just want to buy these more tangible objects, mm-hmm. something that they can actually have fun with and not spend a lot of money. But it's different than your phone, so it's fun. Yeah. Wait, how much is the Michael Kors? I think it was like one forty. Okay. It's one hundred forty dollars. Yeah. Is that a lot for an Instax, or is it just no? Instax Michael is one twenty. Okay, so it's twenty dollars for. Like, I believe it was only twenty dollars. <laughs> it's like a champagne plastic. Yeah. You know, logo. <laughs> Let me double check. Kors, Kors Premium. Yeah. The Michael Kors signature on the back. <laughs> yeah. You know, Lady Gaga's Polaroid's creative director. I'm just. Oh She yeah. never. She never did anything with that. But Michael Kors, he figured it out. So, I, I, to be honest. Ashley, if I'm buying an Instax camera, which one should I get? Not the Michael Kors. <laughs> Come on. No, I mean like yeah, I think, it's but literally that, thirty dollars. That's like what what that that um like the good compact cameras, like the really good mirrorless cameras, they're like a thousand dollars. Yeah. And that the Instax would be a lot cheaper. If you want to have a tangible object but you don't want it to be your life Yeah, savings. Exactly. It's more just fun. And that's what right. cameras should be. But you also read about the HP Sprocket printer, which one of the best mm-hmm. posts on the site this week, <laughs> just because it's <laughs> so, Paul it's made me so, so happy. This, this, this is really great. This is really great. This is how it happened. And, uh, Sean was like, hey, HP sent me this thing that I, I don't want to deal with. Um, yeah. You want to check it out? So I walked over to Sean's desk. 
he handed it to me. It was covered in pictures. Tell the people what it is. Of happy vacation women. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a portable <laughs> Bluetooth printer made by HP. Yeah. Happy vacation women, by the way, the best unreleased Pet Shop Boys right. album of all time. So I opened the box. And I was like, this isn't for me. And I closed the box <laughs> and I walked over to Ashley, handed it to her, and then went back to my desk. I just love that Ashley wrote this it's basically a review of the product without a photo of the product or even a photo of its output and just just pictures of things that you can make in the app that are just blatant trolls of people sitting around if you know you don't know anything about our office you're in your car you're listening to this you're cruising on the highway you're having Mm -hmm. a good time Here's a situation in our office at The Verge every day. There is a couch cabal. Mm-hmm. It used are... to be kitchen for a brief period. Yeah, well, how did, when did it move from the kitchen to the couch? We got rid of the orange couches and got the really bad ones yeah. briefly. So here, yeah, there was a couch cabal. Oh. We bought new couches that were way nicer. Every, there was like a mutiny. Everybody went into the kitchen. We br- threw the new couches away, brought the old couches back. Couch, <laughs> this is irrelevant. The real power in The Verge, it's not me, it's not Dieter, it's the couch cabal. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. Yeah. Like, I don't go over there. Right. <laughs> Not hip enough for the couch ball. But if you know where Ashley sits usually on the couch, and you look at this post, you're like, she didn't even get up. <laughs> <laughs> she literally wrote this thing sitting right here. <laughs> one, of the, one of the photos that she printed out is a screen cap from a Facebook live. <laughs> Ashley, you did a really good job. Tell us about Sprocket. Um, it is a Bluetooth printer. You can print from your phone. I think the shtick is you're supposed to print your Instagrams, but the app is way better because it lets you put stickers and write right. on the photos. But it's silly. But silly. Oh, it's a joke. And it's, it's like hilarious. $10 a print, right? It's like some. It is, I believe, $10 for 20 prints, which are stickers. There you go. Like physical stickers. So Who doesn't want stickers in their house? Exactly. But this is what I was saying to Paul is that. I don't know what to do with these photos. (laughs) Where do you store them? I have a real question. Where do you store real things? Like photos. Where do you store them? Tangible media is like a real thing. Where do you put it? I I had to search for a rack to put like a media bookcase. Mm -hmm. Like the market for those is so collapsed that they're all bad. Like, are you looking for one with like all those like slots for like individual that like keep each? Well, this one used to be separate? like a like a large part of the market. Well, like, cause, cause you, you have a lot them... of printout photos. Like, you could do scrapbooking, and there's like boxes. There's yeah, binders. What, how do you feel about albums. a cork board? Yeah, I feel like if I was going to get heavy into physical media right now, I'd go looking for a cork, go cork, board. cork board. Paul's like Paul's wow. pinning up VHS tapes <laughs> to a cork board. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to do one more quick. Wait, we didn't find out how Ashley feels about cork boards. <laughs> Paul, obviously no. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. See, that's why we asked. There it is. Circuit Breaker team on fire today. Uh, I'm going to do one quick ad. We got to come back. Dieter, I want to talk about Aloe. Uh, I want to talk about the Pixel event that's coming up. I want to yeah. talk about the HTC Bolt. I got a no. line in here about the HTC HD2. No. I mean, yes. I, <laughs> it's a whole, there's a whole thing. So listen to this advertising. Take it into your soul. And then we're going to mm-hmm. come back. We're talking about Google. This episode of the Virtualcast is brought to you by Northeastern University's Demore Kim School of Business. 
Northeastern University's DeMora Kim School of Business offers the master's degree for corporate entrepreneurs, the MS in Innovation. The program, available 100% online and complete in just one year, is designed to develop leaders and change agents within the corporate setting. If you want to foster explosive growth within your organization through next-generation products or services and business model innovations, Northeastern University wants to hear from you. Come learn alongside their distinguished faculty members who possess extensive industry experience and study topics that include marketing and selling innovation, service innovation and management, financing innovation and growth, and lean innovation. Also, any other phrase that includes innovation is available to you. Northeastern is now accepting applications for its January cohort of online innovation students. Get started today by visiting msininnovation.com. That's msininnovation.com. So we're back. Dieter, yes. tons of Google stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, you reviewed Allo with the deck, This Is Fine, which yeah. is amazing. <laughs> and then they're starting to hit, they're doing a big ad campaign about their event coming up next month. Let's just go, let's go through it all. Uh, so Allo is a text messaging app that uh, Edward Snowden very much does not want you to use. <laughs> yeah, um, Snowden tweeted wow. our link. He like tweeted it like five times. Uh, so I wrote the review, and then when they were like telling me about the app, they like told me that they were changing their data retention policies. It's basically the same thing as Gmail. They're going to keep the stuff, and it could be subpoenaed, etc. So I was like, oh, I should write that too. Wait, I'm busy. Uh, plus, Russell is way smarter about this stuff than I am, so I let Russell write it. And so his story went up, and Edward Snowden saw it and just went bonkers. And, you know, he's not wrong. So it's fine. Like, do you want an app to send little bits of text and stickers to somebody? Allo can do that. Uh, do you <laughs> finally? <laughs> do you want an app where you can do Google searches without having to leave the app? Allo can do that too, uh, but it's not like a full as full a conversational text bot as you might want. But it's you know fine. But do you want an app that you can use from more than uh, just one single phone? Nope. Do you want an app you can use from the web or from your desktop? Nope. It's like, that's a problem for me. Uh, it's probably not a problem for the vast majority of humans on the planet, but the vast majority of humans on the planet have got a million other apps to choose from. So, yeah. Google, and they're already using WhatsApp. Yeah. Right. Google did a very good job achieving a very small goal. Yeah. Hmm. To be, to be clear, there is like an incognito mode or something. Yes. Uh, right? They call it incognito, which is hilarious. I don't know. That's like, a, it's like... They might as well call it like this is for sexting, but you that encrypts it end to end. It never gets stored on Google servers, and you can set the messages to auto destruct after they've been read by your recipient. And when you start an auto, if you like start an incognito chat instead of starting a regular chat, it, like the chat's still there, so it doesn't go away. So it's like not that much more inconvenient. So you could just use incognito for everything, and it would probably be fine. But it's not the default. And maybe you, you know, maybe you want the default. I don't know. Um, the thing is, you would switch this because it has all these other features. And I feel like Ashley telling me that new features in iMessage haven't even, like, gone anywhere. Even yeah. though they're already in the thing people are using is not a good sign. No, the only feature yeah. that would that is, like, actually unique and compelling is the Google Assistant. And, uh, you know... Like if I'm in a chat and I it, I really really want to you know look up how old you know Zach Galifianakis is right there in the middle of the chat without having to leave then sweet I have that option 
Google wants you to think like you can find restaurants with it and you can, but really the, the highest best use of the Google assistant is looking up Vikings Packers highlights to troll Neil Patel. I hate you. You're fired. What, what if, what if, <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I love you, Dieter. You've been a good friend and couldn't have done this without you, but this is where, this is where the ride ends, man. I'm so sorry it's for Dieter. That sucks. He was a great guy. Yeah. He was great. Paul, oh, Paul, I hope you know what an executive editor does. <laughs> I have literally no idea. <laughs> That's all right. So I, what, I could what, probably get a job throwing footballs for the Packers because oh doing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, that's true. How was your What if Google Assistant was like your buddy in iMessage or an app in iMessage? Yeah, I'm surprised that what, that hasn't happened. How would that feel to you? Do you think? Do you think if 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 one of your contacts was Google Assistant in your primary chat app of choice, mm-hmm. would you talk to Google Assistant? Maybe. Like the the problem is like. The promise of a bot of like the Google Assistant is that it's a conversational search instead of a a big empty white box or a voice that you hope gets the answer right. But we don't know how to do that. And Google doesn't know how to give it to us or teach us how to use it. And even if it did, it's not ready for that conversational thing at the depth that you want. Like when you type a search into Google uh, and it gets it wrong or like it doesn't give you the thing on the first page, you just click to the second page. When you speak at Google or at Siri and it screws it up, you're like, oh, well, I don't need to use this anymore and move on with your life. Mm. But when you're in a chat and like you're talking to something and it gets it wrong, like in a chat, it's frustrating. Like if I were using iMessage and talking to you, Paul, and I said something and you didn't know what the hell I was talking about, I would be annoyed at you and think you were dumb. Um, And that is uh, too often how you feel when you're chatting with the Google Assistant. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast about machine learning, and and it was really interesting that so many of these advances in search and in like image recognition and stuff has been based on machine learning, but it's most of the like current machine learning stuff is you train something on a large data set, yeah, and then it operates going forward based based on that training and then you can do a new training later on but there i as far as i know there aren't many techniques in vogue that are being used by a lot of these companies that do continuous and like bespoke learning if that makes sense right well because i always wonder it's like well siri must be getting this wrong a million times a day so you'd think siri get better at this but they don't get better at this very quickly and, and and you would you would hope you, there's like a feedback thing in mm-hmm. in Google Allo and stuff. You'd hope they could get better at this, but I feel like right now machine learning isn't set up in such a way that it will rapidly adapt to how people talk to it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is one of the reasons I think Google decided to keep your chat data on its servers uh, rather than delete the delete them so that they can uh, train up the assistant. They say it's yeah. for these like smart chips. Mm-hmm. That's that's the other thing. Like when you when you get a, a message in Allo, you, instead of just typing out a reply, it gives you like suggested replies that are ostensibly based on your voice. Um, and it can mm. also like read the picture. So if I send you a picture of a dog, one of your little suggestion <laughs> chips will be like, "Oh, a cute dog." But aren't they kind of there? There's a way they can get into this. They can't do all that stuff. But the Google keyboard is an iOS, mm. and, and not like on Android. Just. 
but not an Android. But they can just weave that in. They can weave some assistant stuff into the keyboard. I turned off Google Keyboard. It was like broken like half the time. It's way better than iOS 10. Well, maybe I'll try it again. I don't know. I don't know if it's the iOS keyboard stuff is improved or right. Google stuff or both. But it, I, I will say, make more typos in Google's keyboard than Apple's keyboard. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. It's so weird. I. It's a weird thing, but uh, it's useful. Anyway, Google Assistant rolling out in. Allo, that's the first one, yep. but it seems like their event is actually the big kickoff for Assistant with the new phone, right. Google Home, all this other stuff. The Pixel phones have leaked. Do you think they look amazing? No. Yeah. I think they look kind of They bad. look aggressively non-amazing. Yeah. But with like a weird glass thing on the back. Yeah. Well, and Google is kind of hyping. I mean, they don't typically hype their events like this. There's liter- they're literally Ball. putting billboards and statues up. Yeah. With like hashtag made by Google. Yeah. Like there I mean that's a pretty big promoting yeah. for an event. Well, I mean, not, well and this the is phone. not an advertisement for a product. Yeah, an outline of a phone. It's like imagine this shape, but Google made it. Yeah. Which um, which, which is not that aspirational in some sense. It's like imagine the thing that you totally expect a phone to be by now, but Google's making it. Like that's not promising imagine a, a reimagined phone. It's it's literally the opposite. It's imagine exactly what you expect a phone to be, but from Google. Yeah, yeah. But I it's mean, been so long since Google tried to sell Nexus phones, and as anything other than like, hey, the nerds can go buy this on our website. They advertised the six P and the five X. Oh, I mean, a little, but like they didn't. They didn't go this big with them, right? So like, there's there's rumors. Like there's rumors of the phone, but mm-hmm. then there's also rumors of Google Home. There's some sketchier rumors of a 4K Chromecast. There's even sketchier rumors of an like this could be an entire suite of products mm-hmm. that are all tied together with Assistant in some way, and well, that feels like worth Google saying the next version of Google is Assistant as expressed on all these devices. Right. But is that is that enough? I mean, would you switch from an iPhone to get Google Assistant? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a downer today. You're real Dang. Downer. You're supposed uh, to bring the heat. But I mean, I don't use Siri. Heat. I don't. I personally don't care about assistance. That doesn't change my life for me. Like until right. they can literally deal with my 401k and tell me what's happening in there, yeah. I don't care about the personal assistant. So Siri woke up every morning and was like, "The market's up." And she was like, <laughs> "Hey, let me go call people to figure out what's happening with your accounts." Like a right. real secretary. A real secretary. Well, like if Facebook's M is supposed to be right. Which is I actually am just all in. Facebook M is actually real secretary. Yeah, exactly. But I am down with a free secretary. <laughs> <laughs> like I want a free secretary. So until that can happen, I don't care about assistance at yeah. all. What's the last thing holding in your iPhone though? Is it just iMessage? iMessage and I like the design. Right. Well the, the new, for me it's the just room, iMessage. The new phones I do look like an iPhone, so you'll like that design. Yeah, I, I didn't think they were that ugly. Dieter, what do you think they can do to like break out? I mean, that's the real question, right? What, 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 what can they offer people that breaks away from Samsung? I mean, uh, here's the thing. The long story with Google is they can't make their own hardware because they piss off their partners. Most of their partners have collapsed yep. in one way or another. Yep. Samsung is the last partner standing. They can't piss off Samsung. Literally sold Motorola to bring Samsung back into line and use their software without screwing it up. Right? Like, that was the explicit trade they made. Sold Motorola to Lenovo. It's not compete with Samsung. Samsung's got to behave themselves. But now, Samsung's phones are exploding. Well, I was going to say, yeah. Right, like, how much do you have to worry about annoying Samsung when Samsung is mm-hmm. tanking their own brand by literally having defective hardware that, that's hurting people? 
Like, I think they have a big opportunity to like be like, you know what? We're just doing this on our own. How much of this, like, do you think is going to hang on, like, hey, we're Google and we made a Google phone, and how much of it is going to hang on Daydream? Which we're also yeah, waiting so for this part. year, right? Presumably these phones right. are going to be Daydream phones. If they're not, oh my God. Uh, but yeah. yeah. I mean, may, if they make a phone and they're like, here's Daydream, here's our VR experience, buy this phone, YouTube VR is now a thing. That's pretty cool. But I, all of the VR energy, as far as I can tell, is going into PSVR. It's going to high-end gaming experience at Oculus. By the way, Dieter's wife works for Oculus. There it is. There's your disclosure. But all that, and at least as far as, like, Paul, I mean, you're looking at me with like a quizzical look on your face. I, I just don't know what, it, you can't put any energy into Daydream right now because there aren't any Daydream devices. Right. And the developer kit of it is not at the similar spec or standard of, like like with, with um, Vive and with Oculus, there were developer kits that seemed germane to the eventual product that would be released so you could start working on stuff. Um, there's tons of VR content, and if, if, if Google comes out with a good VR product, I'm guessing a lot of it will work on the phone. So if, if I think Google could definitely outdo Gear VR, um, especially because they're supposed to come with like controllers of some sort. Which would, I think, is Gear VR's biggest problem. It's by making a, a controller optional, you make it so that hardly anybody has one. So you have to have like these controllerless experiences, basically, that can all be controlled from the touchpad on the Gear VR. So there, I think there's a lot of room for VR to be way better in mobile, which is basically make it more like the desktop VR. Yeah. Well, see, I mean, that could be the other thing they roll out, but I, but 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 VR just doesn't sell things. Yeah, I don't, no one's gonna buy a phone just. VR so is a thing this. that's a beautiful future and something to be enthusiastic about. It's not something that competes with iPhone. It's got to stop right. being business. about about. It's got to start being a thing that you buy something for, and not about being a beautiful future. Like we've right. had that for four years now. Disclosure: My wife yeah. works at Oculus, but man, I'm <laughs> I'm so tired of VR. VR is the new. It'll be cool next year. Right, it, it, we right. make the joke about Bluetooth. Like it's got to, it's got to stop being the thing that'll be cool someday. Yeah. Well, well I, I then maybe I'm just ready to put a line in the sand. I just does not feel like VR is a thing that m- moves millions of units. Right. I think. But so I think having it as an add-on to a platform that's moving millions of units is a thing that will accelerate it. The thing that makes it the thing that sells millions of units is retail availability right it, it's it's selling at someplace other than store.google.com and they've never they haven't done that for the nexus line since i don't know when yeah i i, though, I will say though if you're at&t or you're verizon and you are tied up and you've got two suppliers and apple who kicks you around and then Samsung, whose phones explode, who has whose phones explode. <laughs> you are probably very interested in saying, you know what, we've got the Google phone now, yeah, and like building hype for yet another product in your store that people might be interested in, mm-hmm. versus just doing Apple's bidding and like concocting weird network management schemes that don't work. <laughs> right? Like you're you're probably si- Paul's feelings, yeah, like, turning off Paul's access. <laughs> um, so I'm still I, sad about the modular phone. Yeah, the Aura. Yeah, I wanted that. Everybody wanted that. <sighs> Google wanted that. Dieter, you saw it though, didn't you? I saw the the most recent prototype. Yeah, it yeah. was real. Th- that's that's <sighs> that's something to get hyped about. Yeah, I except think. it's it's you know 
Never coming. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> now I know. That, now that's know. the something like our is the exact reason why I have just no trust in Google making yeah. hardware. Yeah, they they haven't been traditionally good at it. The only hardware product Google's ever made that's been a success is the Chromecast, and a Chromecast is great. Yeah, I'm just gonna once again say this: it is the simplest idea that Google has executed. It is so much better to stream things to a Chromecast than to use almost anything else that I have in my home. And you can buy it in a Costco. Yeah, yeah, and, you, and it's cheap. But like, I have the Sunday Ticket app, right, to watch. Hearst games. <laughs> it's like emotionally devastating for me that they lost the Vikings. Anyway, um, and to watch the last game, the last game was, it was the first game in the season. Um, I tried to, there's an app for the Apple TV. The Sunday ticket app for the Apple TV is so bad that it is not obvious how to make the video full screen. Do you know how you make the video full screen on the Apple TV? You pick up the physical remote and hit mm. the physical play button. Which oh. is also marked pause. Right. Uh. Yeah, that seems like a dangerous thing to do. It's like, what if I stop the progression of this video that I'm hoping continues? What about this, this, this thrilling live event? What if I just hit pause to make it bigger? That is not how that should work. And so we finally figured out, and it looks bad. I tried on the Xbox. The Xbox, always a mess just from the get-go with the NFL. Mm. And then I open the app on my iPad and stream it to the Chromecast, and it's perfect HD. Because wow. all it's doing is pulling an authenticated stream. It's not trying to do anything else, which is all I want it to do. Because if I want to look at stats, I have a phone and an iPad and a computer. I don't need it to do all the other stuff. Yeah. That's the only Google hardware product that works well because it literally tries to do nothing. It's like, can you tell me where there's a video? I'll play that video. Yeah. That's it. No other ideas. That's what the Pixel phone Well, I be. doubt the phone's going to try to do nothing. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Well, that event's coming up. Uh, the leaks come in fast and furious, but it's time for everyone's favorite recurring segment. Medium format in the moonlight. Oh, my God. Come on. It's getting worse and worse. Okay. So uh, on this segment, every week I talk about a hot new medium format camera that <laughs> I'm really excited every about. Every week. Every week. Uh, Fujifilm made a super port i mean I, it's not pocket sized but for a medium format camera which this basically is made a very compact lightweight usable camera body and uh, it has just the just the biggest sensor in it it's a it's a sensor that's bigger than a 35 millimeter uh, like 1.7 times larger than a full-frame 35-millimeter sensor, which basically means is that you got more room for the pixels to get more light, and that's going to be wonderful. And I just... Medium-format shots, like... They're, they're the, the photos that like you see in a museum or like awesome like portraits that you see in magazines that are like just like... They just kind of make you do a double take. Like I, There's just some really beautiful photos out there. And you can take great photos with any camera, mm-hmm. but... I have there's something about medium format p- photos that just just really get to me sometimes and it's exciting to see a compact less than $10,000 is the quoted price um camera that has just a huge 51.4 megapixel sensor I'm into that and, I'm buying one and it's going to change everything I just need $9,000 <laughs> <laughs> I'm also yeah. Hang on, I'm going to read a few more ads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also excited. This is not full frame, so yeah. sorry to work this into like my my medium format in the moonlight segment that I do every week. But 
um, the the new the GH five. Yeah. Su- successor to the highly popular GH four, mm-hmm. which is like a micro four thirds camera that did four K. Yeah. And is like just does really good video. Um, and the GH five will do four K in sixty frames per second. There you go. Which is very exciting at like a very low, like probably less than thousand dollars for the for the body. So you know, I'm gonna buy a camera. I love buying cameras. Yeah. What if all of your memories were in 4K 60 frames per second? My God. Then you would know exactly how drunk I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually the thing. When you when you go back into my photos, mm-hmm. you you begin to realize that we that you're an alcoholic. <laughs> yes. In my early 20s, we drank a lot. Um, but we had these small cameras and they didn't work well in low light. So we developed all these weird ways to compensate for the fact that we had the flash turned on. Mm-hmm. So we we would like hold our hands in front of the flash and like bounce it. We would put beer bottles in front of the flash and like tint the frame. And all of that was so much fun. Yeah. And now I just have this phone that's like pretty good at everything. Yeah. Where'd the magic go? The Constraint future. leads to creativity, Paul. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to get a point and shoot camera. <laughs> I'm going to buy a hundred dollar Canon point and shoot camera and take a lot of really bad photos. Today's episode was also brought to you by Autodesk. Autodesk Graphic is the specific product that's sponsoring today's show. It's not just the whole company, but Autodesk Graphic is a full-featured app for making icons, illustrations, UI and UX, or anything else you'd need out of a professional vector design app. Don't go consumer when it comes to vectors. Go professional. It's available on your Mac, phone, and iPad, so you can design without compromise on the go. It's the vector design app you've been waiting for for your iPad Pro and Apple Pencil. Visit graphic.com to learn more about Autodesk Graphic or find it in the App Store. Anyway, that's the show this week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, There's tons of other stuff to listen to. Control-Alt-Delete with Walt. We talked a lot about his WatchOS 3 review, which is why we left out of the show. Listen to that. Chris Plant has What's Tech featuring Chris Plant. That's wonderful. That comes out, I believe, on Tuesdays. And I think they talked about the exploding batteries. They did. Uh, What's Tech with Chris Plant featuring Chris Plant comes out on Tuesdays. They actually did a thing on Galaxy Note 7s this week. Uh, and over on the recut side, Lauren Good, who's on the show quite often, has Too Embarrassed to Ask. Kara Swisher has Recode Decode. And Peter Kafka has Recode Media, which is one of my very favorite shows. All kinds, all kinds of stuff to listen to. Just check it all, all out at iTunes.com slash Verge. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. Dieter's at Backlon. Paul's Future Paul. Ashley is Ashley R. Carmen. Wow, I'm so impressed with you. Thanks. Thank you for that mild praise. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Matt Reckless. Hey, hey, Neela. Uh, hey, hey. Yeah. Uh, I want to I wanna add one thing to our end of show rundown. Yeah. You ready? Thanks to our producer, Andrew Marino, who uh, is a hero for dealing with our garbage. Andrew is at Andrew Marino with a U. Yeah. Yeah, Andrew. Andrew, edit the show, Have but don't edit the show. Have we never been <laughs> thinking Andrew this whole time? I, I know! We're monsters. Andrew, edit this out. <laughs> 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 All right, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week. I feel like next week's going to be kind of fiery again. I'm into it. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Um, bunch of Verge editors. Oh, I, actually, there's some hype next week. Next week, Elon Musk, SpaceX doing a huge press conference to talk about their plan to go to Mars. We're going to shut down the whole Verge and run it 
as in-depth as we run an Apple event, which makes me so excited. That is a long-running dream to do science coverage the way that we do tech coverage. So watch for Lauren Grush and Liz take over the site. Liz is actually in town next week. Casey's in town next week. Thomas Ricker is in town next week. A uh, bunch of our editors are in town for a little Verge 2017 planning. So we'll try to... Well, particularly try to have Liz and Lauren on the show to talk about Elon Musk next week. So it's going to be a crazy week next week. We're super into it. And we'll see you then. Rock and roll. Paul. Rock and roll. Paul. I heard that the 1,000th person that retweets our live blog coverage gets a free trip to Mars. Is that true? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but it's it's actually just a small town in Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, no. Is there a Mars, Pennsylvania? It should be. <laughs> well, I'm look that up. No, I'm thinking of Hershey. I was thinking of the other candy company. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Mars is a borough in Pennsylvania. There you go. A borough. In Butler County.